Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's the Lesson, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of personal growth and development tailored for both you and your daughter. In today's solo episode, we're ringing in the new year with a subject that stands to be truly transformative, how to show up chronically happy. Now, we've all been there battling pessimistic thoughts and negative beliefs, but guess what? We've been able to turn that frown upside down, and we want to empower you to do the same with five helpful places to start. As we step into this new beginning, we're not just talking about the same old New Year's resolutions. These five takeaways are not only practical, but they're also incredibly powerful in helping you cultivate deep and lasting happiness. And the best part, these aren't just lessons for you. They're lessons you can share with your daughter, strengthening her confidence as well. What we're sharing today comes straight from the heart, lessons we've learned and lived through, all ready to be passed on to you. So as you gift yourself some me time, let this episode be your companion. Whether you're on a walk, sipping your favorite tea, or just taking a break from the hustle and bustle, tune in and embrace the journey towards becoming a happier you. And before we dive in, a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, Bark Technologies. They're here to help you navigate the world of technology smartly and safely for your kids. Let's make those tech decisions easier and wiser together. Now, let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. The year was 2024. (laughs) We have entered the new year. Hi, everyone. Happy 2024. We have arrived. It sounds so strange to say because um, it feels like the 90s were yesterday. I agree. It really, it doesn't feel like that much time has passed between when we were like 10 years old and now. I know. Um, This is the year that I will have my 20th high school reunion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I graduated in 2004. So to think that we are at 2024. I mean, I I feel like I'm still in high school at times. We act like it as well. (laughs) 
That is true. So I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> um, you know, it's really funny is um, why we do this work, right? We struggled with the things that we now teach girls, which is what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. A few things that we wish we would have known 10 years ago in order to enhance our current selves. But um, Jill got her boys gab watches for um, Christmas yes. and they're they're they look like Apple watches, but they're a little bigger. So it's funny to see how big they are on their wrists for one. But that's not the point of my story. My the point of my story is Joe was over at my house the other day. We were working on some stuff and she gets a phone call from the watch from one of her kids. They can call <laughs> her from the watch. And she goes, What's up, buddy? And he's like, Um, I I wanna go to Kohl's and dad won't let me. And I hear this conversation <laughs> happening and I laugh out loud because she goes, and well, I just, I wanted to see if you would let me. And she's like, no, honey, your dad and I are united. He's home. I'm not. If he said no, it means no. And you could just hear the exasperation through the watch. Fine, mom. (laughs) And I just, I giggled because as much as things change, they do in fact stay the same. Technologically, we've got all these advancements. I mean, a watch to call my parents when I, I was that age. Right. That would have been unheard of. That's unheard living of. in the Jetson days. Totally. Um, but I still asked my mom when my dad said no and vice versa. <laughs> so like the foundation of life, we're really still struggling with the same things we've always struggled with. And 100%. I just thought that was so funny. It is. And I will say on that watch note, if you are a parent who is debating getting your kid a phone, but you're not quite sure that they're ready. A Gab watch has been an absolute game changer for my eight and 10 year old because I get to still monitor where they are, but also allow them communication. I get to monitor their contacts, but they can call me, they can text me. And as a mama who is trying to allow them more independence and autonomy, that makes me feel so much better knowing that they can get a hold of me when they need me. So check it out. We don't have a partnership with them. We are working on getting some affiliate codes because we do have a partnership with Bark. Bark sponsors the podcast. We have an affiliate code for them that's included in all of our show notes, which is the phone version. So it's one of those things as your kids start to get older and they are asking, craving, begging for autonomy. Um, The phone is kind of where that comes in. And we love Bark. Gab has been great for the younger um, demographic. So all of your gen alphas, maybe wanting a phone, maybe not. That's kind of an interesting portion of where we are in mm-hmm. 2024 is the the swing, the shift of wanting to be so seen and online and to know everything about everyone. We right. think that might shift a little. At least our fingers are crossed. We <laughs> hope so. Yeah. And we all know you all tuning in. Um, probably feel that same way. And let's now turn our attention to the conversation that we want to have today because it kind of springboards off of what we were just talking about, how technology really can consume us and, I mean, allow us to go down rabbit holes and overthink and compare. And that really chips away at the person you are. Um, I know we've all been caught in the comparison trap or the I'm not enoughness. And today we really want to have a conversation because it's the new year and 
Mary and I, yes. Do we love starting a new year off right? Yes. But we well, don't. And this year started off on the first on a Monday. Which literally, is literally so like crazy. clean slate all around. Yeah. What we are not is new year, new you people. Agreed. So resolutions, they come, they go. A lot of people get excited, but they don't create habits and systems to support those resolutions. So we wanted to have a conversation today around happiness, cultivating happiness, like throughout your, your year, your 2024. But if you can start practicing these five things, you're going to see a dramatic difference from, I don't want to say 2023 to 2024. That's not it. But in, in, in how you respond in situations. So a lot of times we can be reacting because we're overwhelmed or we can't control the situation. And these things that we're about to, to, to go into is going to help you practice owning and buying back your power and then being able to teach your kiddos. Well, that's what I was just going to say. And if you can practice them, you're being a stand for your kids as well. Because honestly, these five things if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be these five things because I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but here I am toot, 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 tooting. <laughs> um, Jill and I are pretty chronically happy. Yes. Life, life gave it to us in 2023. Um, it was our first full year, my first full year employed by the business where I wasn't working another job. And you know, as cool as that sounds, as fun as that sounds, it was hard AF. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to sugarcoat that at all. So we had some major accomplishments. We hit some major mountaintops for us within our business, but we also have been sitting in some, in some valleys. And so, so me claiming that we're chronically happy doesn't take away from the fact that we still experience sadness, but overall, I feel like our default state in life, which is why I think we work so well together, why we were meant to be together. Um, we've recently discovered a lot of invisible strings between the two of us, <laughs> or that that's what that's called. Um, I think the reason we're so good at being friends and then business partners is because of our chronically happiness. So if I could look my 16-year-old self in the eyes and tell her these five things that would drastically improve her mental state and her state of being, it would be these five things. Number one, number one, 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 don't hold a grudge. Now, I don't need to see um, a show of hands because I can't. Uh, our They would say maybe our faces are better suited for radio. Just kidding. <laughs> we have cute faces too. Um, how many of you out there are actively holding a grudge towards one person or multiple people? And maybe you haven't even thought about it for a moment, but as soon as that person's face pops up in your head, <sighs> Get over it. Get it's, it's, over it's, it. It's out of here. That you don't, that person, you want to shoot fire beams at them with your eyes because of something they did to you in the past that you haven't been able to let go. And we see this with girls a lot. Mm-hmm. It's no secret that teenage friendships are very hard. And usually something happens between a friendship group and it's like, we hate that person forever not to pull from the sandlot forever and especially coming off of the holidays i don't know about you but i know being with family can bring up and stir up some feelings around 
the uncle that you haven't seen in forever or the cousins or your sister-in-law or your mother-in-law, whomever, right? And you feel that annoyance with them because five years ago, they said something to you that they never apologized for and you're still holding on to it. So what we want to say in this is that the other person that you're holding a grudge to isn't even thinking about you. Not thinking about you or holding on to that same conversation or experience that you are. So basically what Jill just said is that person's living rent-free in your head and just having a ball. Um, and, and maybe they remember the situation totally different, right. which we'll get to in a, in a few lines here. However, there is a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. You forgiving someone right away. It can happen literally two seconds after the offense occurs. Costs you nothing, yet it doesn't let them off the hook. You're not saying because I'm forgiving you, I'm allowing you to do that thing to me again. Mm -hmm. You forgiving them is releasing the chain that you have between you and that other person. Um, The other person does not need to say, I'm sorry for you to be able to forgive them. That is reconciliation. When both parties come and say, hey, this happened, this happened, and I'm owning my piece in it. Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness I love this. I love this so much. It always reminds me of the princess bride. But um, unforgiveness is you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what unforgiveness is because it's your thoughts, your feelings. And realistically, you keep conjuring it up in your brain. Your brain doesn't know the difference between the trauma that happened back then and the trauma that's happening that you're conjuring up in your brain right now. Mm -hmm. So in order to be chronically happy and or work your way towards being more happy in your life, I would take an assessment towards the grudges I was holding and let them go. Mm -hmm. And that's for any age. And I think to lay the foundation for happiness to be the earlier you start, the better off you will be. And this is something so incredibly powerful that you can start teaching your daughter Because if there is anything that Mary and I hear constantly in the work that we do, it's around friendships and bullying and leaving other girls out. And this, like Mary just said, is a solid foundation to start on. And shifting into number two is being optimistic. Being optimistic. So are you the person, are you more of like a half glass empty person? or a half glass full person. And this is where we get to really make up our own stories around things. And let's kind of give you an example. So if I go to a family function and I'm having a conversation with a lot of family members, and maybe there was something that was I don't know. I misunderstood because it was a, I misunderstood it because of tone. And to me, I then create the story of like, oh my gosh, well, she thinks I'm dumb because of the way that she responded to me. So now I'm really carrying what possibly happened, but now I'm creating my own story around it. And again, that's creating my environment and the experience that I'm in. So As opposed to me running with my own story and making it negative, because then that's going to allow me to look at life and conversations and people as half empty. Like, how do we flip that to say, if I'm going to make up a story anyway, like, why not give people the benefit of the doubt? 
so that then I'm not stuck in the dwell, but I'm, I'm stuck in the like, Hey, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like they probably didn't mean it like that. And if it bothered me that much, then I need to say something about it. But practicing optimism literally comes in, it's situational, it's in moments where as opposed to making it like you not catastrophizing it, it's you really practicing looking at it as, hey, I'm going to tell myself a story no matter what, and I'm going to look at it through the lens of positivity. Well, and this really ties into point three and four very nicely. I'm going to skip three right now, what we have written down and go into four. If it's somebody that you know, if it's in that family function, like Joe was just describing, um, maybe it's a squabble between cousins and, you know, some cousin got this jersey for Christmas and this cousin did not. And then we make up a whole story about why we didn't and how we can't afford and, and, and you continue to go down the rabbit hole and your brain will then seek out, um, you know, information in the real world to verify the story that you're telling yourself. Exactly. That's your particular activating system and it can really work for you and it can really work against you. So in order for it to work for you, yes, that optimistic point of view, being able to tell yourself an optimistic story around something that happened is super helpful, especially when you know the person. If you know the person and you're telling yourself a story, number three is if you have discord in your relationship. So let's just take Jill's example. Somebody said something in a tone that made Jill feel like they thought she was stupid. How many of us have ever felt like that? I, for one, definitely have. You mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the person that you're speaking to is typically more condescending. So it's easier to tell yourself that story. If you have discord in any of your relationships, clean it up. Take personal responsibility within the situation to go to the source right away and say, hey, did you mean to say that this way? Because this is how it came off and that's how you left me feeling. And maybe it was you who said it and you walked away feeling shitty about what you said. Hey, Jill, I made a joke the other day about your appearance and I walked away feeling really icky about it. Are, are you okay? And I, if not, I want to apologize, right? It's very easy to clean that up. But what we do as humans is let it go and let it go and let it go. And then next Christmas Sweet walks around under the rug. Right. Next Christmas rolls around and boom, we see Jill. And I'm like, oh, great. Uh, last time I saw Jill, I said something about her appearance and she probably doesn't like me. So I just now avoid Jill for the entirety of Christmas, <laughs> right. right? We do that because it's easier than confronting the situation. Uh-huh. But the situation in the grand scheme of things, which is the next point, is why are we letting the little tiny things that happen in a day grow and grow and grow and grow and become major things. If you're looking at your day, a quick interaction with somebody as the thing probably isn't going to matter in five months, then why are we letting it steal five minutes of our time and energy? That is so powerful, especially as women, girls and women and moms this this one i really want you to lean in because the things that we dwell on that if we're like why is this robbing me of so much of my time so much of it, of my energy but in 5 years it's not going to matter what a beautiful perspective shift to gift yourself and to gift your daughter and we're not saying to not have feelings or emotions around these things that really do take you down but how do you rebound faster by having this mindset shift of like 
All right. In the grand scheme of things, does this really matter? And that's such a powerful question that you can start to ask yourself because if the answer is no, then you're like, huh, okay, well then what do I need to do to get myself back to a place of equilibrium? Equilibrium. Yep. hundred percent. So I love that one. And then finally, this one is really, really good for I mean, girls, of course, but really, I, I personally think as women and moms. And the last one is just taking radical acceptance. And what do we mean by this? Because it's also adaptability in my mind when we talk about, okay, accepting things for what they are. It really is saying like, you don't have control. Just let it be. And that is easier said than done. That is very much so easier said than done. But it's walking into a situation and understanding that you're keen on letting other things control you. So the environment and the people that are there, let's just say. Um, Let's say you woke up and you expected it to be a sunny day. You had a picnic planned. You wanted to go to the park. You wanted to enjoy the vitamin D. And all of a sudden it starts raining. What does that do to your mood, right? It plummets it. You are mad. You're letting the environment control your happiness level. And that will never work because those are the uncontrollables. So what can you control? You can control your attitude and your effort. And again, as moms, as Jill pointed out, it's like we have expectations as we wake up. If the kids don't fight, if they get out the door on time with their lunches, bags, you know, field trip, permission permission slip. slip signed, the day will be great. But what if that doesn't happen? Does that mean all of a sudden then you flush your day down the toilet? Now, it doesn't mean you're not addressing those things and handling them as they come, but that's where the adaptability piece comes in. You are having this expectation, which is up here. And if you can't see my hand, it's I've had it up to my eyes with you. It's <laughs> up by my eyes. Um, you have this expectation set right here of, of where you want your day to be. And what really happens is down here. Now, my hand is a good couple feet away from my other hand. Um, And that distance between the two of those things is really what's throwing you off. If you could get rid of the expectation, then you close the gap between your expectation and where things actually wind up and you let go of how you think things should be, which means you let go of you allowing other things to control you. Mm -hmm. That gap. I love that visual. I love that you pointed that out because the gap of really where things are to where your expectation is. The gap is frustration. Mm. That is when you feel so frustrated and you're then stressed and that stress spills onto everybody and it, it totally ruins really the next thing that you have going on in your day. Or if you do have something else going on in your day, then you show up in a mood because of how the day had already gone. And I love the call out mirror around... We kind of have this, like, if things go to plan, that equals happiness. We're then happy. But what happens if it doesn't go according to plan when you are in traffic and you get pulled over and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and that ruins everything. But if we can just say, you know what? I got pulled over or I got a flat tire on the way or, oh, my check engine light turned on. Like, I really can't do anything about it besides just accept that I'm going to have to, 
you know, now probably take some time. Take some time to to investigate. Exactly. To fix it. To fix it. Yeah. But that is freedom, in my opinion. That is peace. Because you can like let go of the tight, white-knuckled grip that you're holding on to to really honestly just let it go to be present. That's well, really what it boils down to. And honestly, I look back to my younger self. I see her in high school and I see her holding grudges. I see her in college and I see her being very pessimistic. I see her in her late 20s making mountains out of molehills. Um, I see her having discord throughout all of those different eras in her relationships and not addressing it. And I see her not accepting things for what they were and kind of letting it roll off my back, right? And I, I, I so desperately would love to go back in time to all of those different versions of myself and gift me with these perspective shifts mm-hmm. to let me know like how much more joy I would find in life if I didn't let certain things drag me down because I wasn't practicing these things. And I honestly... God's honest truth wasn't even aware that these things were able to be practiced because Mm -hmm. I grew up a certain way. My programming told me this. Mm -hmm. It said, if something goes wrong, I need to react. I need to be, you know, I need to fly off the handle. I need to hold a grudge because no one gets one over on me, right? These were the things that I was taught. And maybe that sounds funny to you, but we all have an upbringing. We all have a story in terms of how we were brought up to see the world, right? It's the age old nature versus nurture. If you grew up in a family that was as tumultuous as mine and arguments happened at the drop of a hat, then you understand where I'm coming from. And it took me a long time and really a lot of kicking myself in the pants and falling down on myself and not understanding how to get up on my own to really rethink if the, if that, programming that came pre-installed on my hard drive was actually working for me. Then it was a whole other other bridge to cross to ask how to redo it, how to undo it, how to uninstall it, and how to install new programming. And I'm not going to lie, like these five things are still really hard for me to practice on a daily basis. They are not second nature because my old habits love to creep in. Mm-hmm. And my hope and you know, what I read out of science books, neuroscience is the more I can practice these pathways from happening, wiring, wiring and firing these pathways to happen in my brain, I won't have to worry about the old patterns creeping in much longer, but it remains a steadfast and daily practice. If I want to show up as the happiest version of myself more often than not, it's such a great call out because this isn't an overnight thing. Like this isn't a checklist of like, oh, done, 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 done. I do all these things. Sometimes you're going to have to focus on one, then the other. And then once you have one that feels really good, like you're like, you're, you're, you're moving, you're grooving, you're in flow with. Nailed it. Yep. Then it's like, great. What else can I layer on? What else can I challenge myself with? Because it is. We are constantly looking in the mirror to assess our potential, our purpose. Am I really showing up as my best, brightest, and most confident self? And if the answer is no, these five things are beautiful to start practicing. And we know in working with girls that 
this is challenging because the world is going to tell them otherwise. Social media is going to tell them otherwise. Movies and music is going to tell them otherwise. And as a mom, you feel like if you tell your daughter one or two times about these things, that it's just going to stick. And to Mary's point, unprogramming, it yeah, it, <laughs> it isn't. Unprogramming beliefs and behaviors, it's challenging. But you know what? You know what's worth it? Is one day having her see herself as truly how you see her. And it's with this work. So keep at it. Keep steadfast because this this is life's work. It's not a quick fix. It's not a pill. These are seeds that we're planting. And with nurture, nurturing and proper watering and the right environment, we're going to see the fruit of our labor. So y'all, that's what we've got for the first episode of 2024. Let's all work on being collectively more happy. Less comparison, less not enoughness, less of all the things that we stated at the beginning, because when those things creep in, they really crack the foundation of everything in your life in terms of how you build your relationships, how you see yourself, the jobs you hold. I mean, these, these things are really they're not lofty. They're, they're very important for our day-to-day interactions, not only with others, but ourselves as well. And truly, 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 I've said it three times now, these are the things that I wish I would have spent more time focusing on when I was younger. So it would be more of the standard for me now. And it wasn't so hard to pull them out to work on them on a daily basis. So Um, Just as a quick recap, we are not holding grudges in 2024. We are being more optimistic in the stories that we tell ourselves. We are not letting the little things ruin the big things. We are cleaning up any discord in our relationships. And lastly, we're having radical acceptance over the things that we cannot control while radically accepting the things that we can control. So with that... Happy New Year. We'll see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson. Love you all. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson. If you're feeling the same I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.